So the same night we watched Starry Eyes, we also watched my pick, I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> How is it? Man. I Frankenstein. I Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we we, we, we Craig let me out to drive. He came out with the cool song. I didn't realize that was that. Okay, that was totally ripped off of Ghostbusters too, by the way. Oh yeah. So I Frankenstein. <laughs> I Frankenstein. No, he goes. Oh, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> that's like the uh, that, that's like the uh, what do you call it's it? It's Bobby Rounds. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, on your own. Yeah. yeah. Ooh. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so I did like a play off of that. So yeah. <laughs> We're going to try to come up with some, something funny for each movie. And obviously I can't keep the straight face. So. But there you go. I we, we've been seeing that like on and off the past like month. Just like, <laughs> I'm freaking stunned. You just like out of nowhere. Stupid. Given life 200 years ago, I am like none other. But yeah, like, that's my pick. I've been desperate to watch I Frankenstein since it dropped on Netflix a while back, and no one else wanted to see this movie. Um, and I, I, I begged and whined, and eventually everyone relented, and we watched it back to back with Starry Eyes, mm-hmm. and it became apparent why no one wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> Why no one wanted to review this? No, um, to be fair, when I saw the trailer for I Frankenstein, I actually did when it, before it came on the movies. I actually didn't think it looked interesting because no. I liked um, Aaron Eckhart. Aaron Aaron Eckhart, yeah. and um, it looked like it could have been kind of it kind of had like an underworld type feel. So it looked like it could have been cool. But yeah. yeah, that night that we watched it, I wasn't necessarily like yeah because I knew well, I knew it wasn't like horror horror. I will but, say really quick, like the thing with underworld. Is even though it's technically a, they're bad movies, I, I feel like I don't feel like they're very well done movies. They're like new metal style, like bam, 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 you know, like oh badass is you like know? the evanescence of horror movies. Yeah, yeah. There's something like I don't really like about them, but at the end of the day, it's always cool to see vampires fight werewolves. You know what yeah. I mean? So that's the hook of those films, and that's why I get why people like them. Like it's cool to see these gigantic werewolves yeah. fight off, you know, fight vampires and stuff. But I Frankenstein, which has that same new metal shitty feel to it, of like you know what I mean, like oh, I'm a tortured soul and I you know, that whole thing, yeah. like they don't even they don't have the cool factor of vampires and werewolves. They have yeah. like weird gargoyles and demons. Like it's yeah. like this really right. strange mythology that they bring to it that doesn't really like I I would love to see frankenstein as a superhero why not give it give it to us like yeah. and, and aaron eckhart would be really cool and that would be fun you know frankenstein's a superhero um let's have it but this they bring in so much outside stuff to add on to the frankenstein mythology and mm-hmm. like the frankenstein story that it, it's not necessary to be frankenstein like it, yeah. we don't need it to be frankenstein's monster for the story to be anything like it, right. it, it could have just been a story about angels versus demons and that could have been the end of it. We don't need Frankenstein's yeah. monster to be involved, you know? Yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those movies where I think you kind of hoped it was so bad that it would be funny or fun, you know? Yeah. But it's just, like, boringly bad. Yeah. it's <laughs> That's the thing is yeah. I, I thought it would be hysterical. I, like, like, I saw the trailers and, you know, like, I think it's hilarious this idea that, you know, Twilight is like the modern take on vampires being sexy and cool and everything. And like some studio heads were like, okay, well what else do we have? Frankenstein. Let's make that sexy. And and that's what they were trying to do is make Frankenstein like this loner, sexy guy, brooding, sexy person. Uh And, um, it just falls flat, right? Like it's just silly and and it's not, and like Jeff said, this is not something you can hate watch for fun. (laughs) Like you yeah. can't watch this and laugh with your friends because it's bad. It's just boring. It's it, yeah. it, and which is the worst offense for any movie to me. And, and I was embarrassed. Fifteen minutes into this, I was embarrassed that I, I pushed so hard for it. You know what I mean? Because I was just so like, this is boring me. So I yeah. know the, I know Jeff and Kia are just like beside themselves yeah. with boredom because because I have a high tolerance for silly stuff. You know that you guys I feel like don't. And I'd so, already seen like the first half of it on yeah. my own because I was like, you know what? Like I'm gonna watch this. Because mm. I was gonna do something while I watched it, so I was like painting and I had it on, and I was like, yeah. gonna power through this, gonna watch this movie." <laughs> and then you're like, "Let's watch it!" And I was like, "I've already, I gotta sit yeah. through that." Yeah. Oh man, I'm sorry. But I will yeah. have to point out 
I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and break this out. During the first half of the movie when I was here watching it, yeah. I was going through a breakup on my phone. <laughs> and so it was like all awkward and uncomfortable. I made things weird. What? Well, I, well, I was gonna say, she made things weird. She made things weird. <laughs> and also, I was going to say, like, that's why our Starry Eyes review might be askew a little bit too. Because we intended to watch these, you know, Starry Eyes and then review it back, you know, like, so it'd be really fresh. And then what happened is because of the fallout with, with the breakup issue and everything, yeah. we didn't record anything really. So that's why, like, we're, we're, we're reviewing it like a month after yeah. watching yeah. it. And we're maybe a little bit fuzzy on some of the details yeah. and everything. So, But yeah. also, there was one thing that was kind of funny about uh, I, Frankenstein, and mm. that's that, like, they keep calling Frankenstein's monster like this monster, and he's like, "Oh, he's just a hideous he's monster, a thing, an abomination." Yeah. yeah, and he's like this incredibly handsome dude sure. who just has some scars. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he's, how is yeah. anyone afraid of this? And guy? like, the scars are rugged. Like, yeah, they're, even, exactly. they're they're so well placed that like it, it makes him even better looking in a yeah. weird way. Yeah. When compared to what's the movie with Daniel Radcliffe coming out? Um, is it? Oh my God! What is it called? Is it Victor Frankenstein? Victor Frankenstein. Right. Yeah. Victor Frankenstein. Trailer for that compared. To that monster, I mean, that monster is literally yeah. a monster and hideous. Yeah. And Aaron Eckhart is just Aaron Eckhart with some scars. Yeah, yeah. still and like a cool very jacket. attractive. And a very cool jacket, <laughs> hoodies. He has a great wardrobe. Yeah. 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 Um, and then at one point, he takes his shirt off and he's like just shredded. He's just got yeah, like absolutely. abs and like. Yeah. So and while he's in the midst of his brooding, he maybe takes some time to do some climbing. He goes to, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, Planet Fitness, Planet Fitness and then yeah. really, you know. Maybe, cur- maybe curves. I don't know. And then he like <laughs> he's like the only monster in history that can hook up with a ten like this gorgeous blonde is just like oh yeah your Frankenstein abs you know absolutely I mean and that that's one thing is you know I'm not a traditionalist with monsters I think it's awesome to take it off in your own you know reinventing them reinventing them and everything and um, but like. That is the one thing about Frankenstein's monster. Like, if you if you go back to if you want to do literary tradition mm-hmm. or just like Hollywood tradition of you know the classic Universal monsters, yeah. But, but even in the novel, he the creature is supposed to be hideous. Yeah. I mean, like Frankenstein when he brings it to life realizes, oh crap! Like seeing this thing actually move and be alive yeah. is revolting, and, it, yeah. and I'm, I'm I'm sorry to God for making this thing. <laughs> like I feel bad for for betraying God mm-hmm. and doing this because I've created an abomination. Yeah, and that definitely would not have been Frankenstein's reaction to creating Aaron Eckhart. Eckhart, He'd be like, whatever. Damn, he would, I nailed this. Yeah, he'd be like, I'm, <laughs> I'm officially better than God because I've created this beautiful man. Like, yeah, it would, yeah, it would be a totally different, you know, connotation. Like, he looks like the the ideal of like Hitler wanted for the like the. <laughs> <laughs> he's got like the yeah, he's right. Like rugged and like blonde hair, <laughs> just like yeah. yeah. Oh gosh. Some interesting trivia since we all picked up on it being. Underworld-like, it says in the original screenplay, I, Frankenstein, and its hypothetical sequels, which I guess aren't going to take hypothetical, were to take place in the same universe as the Underworld mm. series, which is from the same producers. And I think we noticed that. Mm, um, yeah. And Kate Beckinsale was rumored to be making a cameo as Celine. Hmm. So, since the movie was poorly received, it is unlikely that any sequels will be made. Making they, them they would have been better off just including it and making it vampires and werewolves with a new character and it's the Frankenstein monster. You know what yeah, I mean? Instead like, of being its own movie, like yeah. have him just a part of Yeah, the, their yeah. world. That would have been a little bit more fun. They, well they use Bill Nye, I forgot about that. Bill Nye, I think that's how you pronounce his last yeah. name. And Underworld was in. Why do you think that Under because I like the Underworld movies. Why do you think that they that it works so well with that and maybe you touched on it being uh, vampires and werewolves. But for some reason they just couldn't get it together with Frankenstein is it because it's Frankenstein has so much lore well, and the way you look at it is like we're, we all have like a like an acceptance level for like vampires and werewolves you don't have to slow down and explain that much about vampires and werewolves anymore right. like culturally we like as Americans yeah. we all know what those monsters can do for the most part mm-hmm. you might add a few like you know like oh garlic doesn't work on these vampires or whatever mm-hmm. but like for the most part we're all on the same page whereas like this they had to introduce Frankenstein's monster, and they had to layer in this mythology of gargoyles and uh, angels, yeah. and you know, it's like too much. It's like three things going in all at once. Yeah. And the thing they should have focused on most, the Frankenstein monster, gets ten minutes at most of backstory, yeah. and then we're off and running with you know, angels and demons yeah. and, and it's silliness. Like a, a CG fest too. It's it just is. Like, it like is unreal. There's there. nothing is real, and then also the, the thing, something that. One of you guys pointed out towards the end of the movie, like, of course, this movie ends up being, you know, this huge battle between angels and demons and, you know, Frankenstein's caught in the middle. But, like, 
God, that was yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I did a motion. Um, but uh, like, there's a huge CGI fest army of, of fighting at the end of this film, yeah. where like buildings are toppling, and you know, yeah. it's just a lot of chaos. And like, it kind of someone slowed down. I, I forgot who it was. Jeff Rakia said, like, are there real people in this world? Are there just regular people yeah, that go to like the, the the grocery store and buy? You know what I mean? Like, because. Like, where are they? Like, That's true. All... You don't see any normal people no. in the whole movie. Like, he's running through this town, and there's not one normal person. They're mm-hmm. all, like, yeah, these it's everyone... people, or they're the demons. Everyone is supernatural or directly involved. Like, the humans <laughs> that are involved in this movie are directly involved. There's no one that's, like... You never see, yeah. like, someone, like, oh, shit! Like, you yeah. never see someone <laughs> reacting to you. Because there would be that person. There would be someone driving that, like, motherfucker! They would see, you know, these demons flying and stuff. There, we never have those moments of, like, yeah. reality, which I think the Underworld series at least has a little bit of. You know, yeah. the Scott Speedman character yeah. that, you know, doesn't know his heritage and all that stuff. He's a regular guy in the beginning, you know, Actually, and gets kind of drafted into it. The only normal person in the movie is the hot girl that falls right. in love with I Frankenstein guy. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and she is directly involved because she's doing <laughs> the research on Frankenstein, mm. like the, you know, re, what do you call it, creating life or whatever. Yeah. So she's kind of directly involved. So she's not a regular person, really, you yeah. know. Well, that's yeah. true, yeah. Then, uh, well, real quick, like back to, you were talking about him uh, being hideous and all the right. other incarnations. Yeah, yeah. I think in the comic book, I, Frankenstein, he looked more like the monster. You know, no, had, yeah. Like, all big, bulky blue skin. I don't think I knew it was a comic book. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, because I looked it up and it was uh, the guy who made the comic book worked on the, what do you call it? We just were talking about it. Underworld? Underworld, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it, creators y'all haven't read the comic book, though? I've never read no, it. No, I, 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 Jeff was the one that brought it up. I never knew it was created, I mean, based on the comic book. Hmm. No, I mean, and that's the charm. I mean, I think as a kid, you know, loving the Universal Monsters and everything, like, the reason I love Frankenstein's monster so much is his design and the fact that he is kind of inhuman looking. And yeah. I mean, that's why I love the Hulk and the Thing, you know, Marvel comics. Those are ancestors of, uh, you know, Frankenstein's monster. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that, that's kind of like, as kids, you know, you gravitate towards those things. And this is totally lacking in that. I mean, like, the Frankenstein yeah. monster has none of those qualities. And it's by design. They, they purposely tried to do something different, and it just failed horribly, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And there's like no, there's the movie has like no fun in it really. <laughs> I think like I fell asleep. I mean, we did watch it kind of late, but yeah. it was it didn't even hold my interest. No, in. I mean, again, I was genuinely. I'm not exaggerating. I was embarrassed 15 minutes in. <laughs> I was like, should I stop this? Like, because I felt bad that you guys were having to watch it and everything. You know. Um, well, I think the one thing that made me laugh, but I was made me laugh because I was so uncomfortable and cringing, was like mm. the very end of the movie, like the last line. He sees like. They do this dramatic shot where they pan around him. He's on top of this building. He's like, I, the blah, blah, blah. I. And I'm like, oh, God, no, oh, don't do it. yeah, you're he, right. He just says, I, all these things. And he's like, I, Frankenstein. <laughs> yeah. like, ugh, God. <laughs> it, like, that was so cringy. Here's the other thing, too. Like, just going back to the story. Like, if this guy, you know, he's Frankenstein's monster and he's immortal. and Because he has none of the problems of a regular human being, right? He's super strong. He does not. He cannot get diseases. Yeah. Um, he doesn't age, right? Like, would he really be after two hundred years? Would he really be that disgruntled? Wouldn't he be kind of right? like well adjusted by now? Kind of like, well, <laughs> yeah. like really, I look pretty good, and most yeah. people aren't that religious anymore, so they don't really care that I'm like <laughs> yeah. an abomination to God. Unless so. I tell them I'm a monster, no yeah. one would know by looking at me. Absolutely, him. <laughs> no one would know. I mean, he could totally just like integrate yeah. into society and have. Yeah. No, he could be like. He could be like Highlander style. Yeah, he could exactly. just be like, I'm a mortal and, you know, never tell anyone his origin. And even if he did tell them at this point, no one would care. People would be like, that's fascinating. That's so cool, you know? Yeah, like, really? So, you, he could be, yeah. he would be like a, a, a celebrity at this point. Absolutely, you would be. And if he would just wanted to blend in into society, he could just be like, oh, no, I got in a car accident. It's really scarred. Sure, yeah, <laughs> sure. I mean, like, what, who is going to, you know? And even then, it's like, I don't even know if that would come up. He's like a, like a dude, bro. He's hanging out with his buddies from the gym. They're, you know, <laughs> like, hey, dude, can you spot me? Just I got to get my, my picks going. Just... And I just Obviously, he's there. Rem- looked it up, but um, yes. recall that they gave him a name, right, Adam? And I think oh, I asked right. you yeah. what was his name because you're like the guru on Frankenstein right. and Universal Monsters. And I, I never... It's a literary Growing up, reference. I always thought yeah. Frankenstein was the monster and then it's yeah. the doctor. Right. So when they called him Adam, I asked you, I was like... Um, is he always Adam? Yeah. And I think... It, it's, in, it's, it's in the original novel, the novel by Mary Shelley. Not the movies. 
Well, yeah, yeah. And, like, the the movies never really pick up. Like, the Universal films or whatever, like the old school ones with Boris Karloff, never really establish what his name is or anything. They usually just call him the monster. And eventually they kind of drop it all together. And in the advertising, they just call him Frankenstein. Yeah. Like, by, by a certain point, they just start calling him Frankenstein and don't worry about it. But technically, that's not um, incorrect. Because in the novel, the, the original source material... Uh, the Frankenstein monster, uh, the creature, he's really articulate and smart towards the end of the novel. And he basically says, I am my father's creation. Like, he basically mm-hmm. claims the name Frankenstein. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he also alludes to um, being the Adam to Frankenstein's God or whatever, right? So Frankenstein, Victor Frankenstein is God and, like, the monster is Adam. He's, like, the first of a new breed of, of yeah. men or whatever. So technically him calling himself Adam Frankenstein is not incorrect. I mean, if you right. really dig around in the novel, in the literature or whatever, it's they kind went, of... They went deep on that one. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, I mean it's, it's, it is kind of grasping at straws just a little bit because yeah. he never literally says, I'm Adam Frankenstein, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But, like, there's enough to support, like, a character. If Frankenstein did live to 2015, he might really be walking around saying, I'm Adam Frankenstein. You know, it's yeah. not that yeah. crazy. So, Makes yeah. sense. Yeah. That's why I never really... I, heard... Adam Frankenstein... <laughs> <laughs> it was, I mean, yeah. but we needed it, right? Like, as cheesy as it is, like, if the whole movie had been that shitty, I would have loved it. If, yeah. if, he, if he had opened up the movie, like, like he kicked the shit out of, like, eight people at once, <laughs> and at the end, like, you know, I, Frankenstein, you know? Like, if he had done that, I would have been on board. I would have been like, ah, this is what I wanted, you know, but... Like, if so, he just kept saying it throughout the movie, like, yeah. I, Frankenstein, motherfuckers. <laughs> you have nothing to fear. I, Frankenstein. Yeah, I mean, yeah, right. I mean, that's what I wanted, though. And that's that's the double-edged sword of loving this this stuff. You know what I mean? It's like I either want it to be like the Universal monster stuff or like the literature. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I want it to be like literary reference stuff or like comic book slash Universal monsters style. Mm-hmm. If it is, if it goes off those things, it's a little tougher for me to like. Yeah, like a pretty yeah. boy Frankenstein doesn't really do it for me. So what's wrong? I thought it was right. I will say that I, this, it's become like the movie that I measure all other crappy movies by since it has a 3% on Rotten Tomatoes. And yeah. you, it's amazing the number of crappy movies that come out but still yeah. have a higher rating than I Frankenstein. So I'm always <laughs> like, and yet it's still better than I Frankenstein. Well, I think it's worth, once again, I th- you know, for anyone that listens to this, because there are a few people that listen to this that don't really know us that well or whatever. And mm-hmm. the thing is, again, I want to reiterate, I love pretty much every horror movie. Like, I am that guy that can watch any horror movie and kind of get something out of it and go, oh, I like the monster in it, or I liked, you know, the acting or whatever. Yeah. This movie, top to bottom, I did not like. <laughs> and I hated, actively hated in parts. So that says something about, yeah. like, the artistry here. Yeah. I mean, this, like, the world of shit that came together. And, like, we watched, we, if you remember, we watched the credits. We were, like, talking during uh-huh. the credits. Yeah, yeah. And, like, there came a point where it, it, it like, did the visual effects team. Yeah. And it was this huge block of people. Yeah. And it was, like, hundreds of people worked on this motherfucking movie. <laughs> it's insane to me to think, like, all the, like, real artistry that went into this yeah. dog shit. I mean, it's just a uh, bad movie, you yeah. know? like. And it sucks because I like Aaron Eckhart. I'm sure yeah. most people do. And yeah. it just kind of sucks that... He was misused this way. I think he should. Make, he needs to go the comedy route. He needs well, to diversify needs a little to. bit. I think. Yeah. I think, like we we discussed that that night. That like Aaron Eckhart, like he's known to be a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not his fault that this movie's bad. Yeah. yeah. But like you're just like man, how could they take this like guy who's actually like proven himself to be a good actor? Yeah. And just yeah. make this piece of garbage. With him? You kind of feel, you kind of feel bad for him. Yeah. This is probably his. He was probably like, I'm going to become an action star. He probably thought he was going to get a franchise out of yeah. it for sure. He probably thought he was going to get a trilogy of movies where he's a badass, you know, and he gets he has an excuse to work out yeah. really hard and all that stuff, you know, do the whole Captain America thing for a while. And yeah, it could be that it could be like one of those things like, oh, it's based on a comic book. The comic yeah. book movies are huge, Hot, you know. Yeah. But it also could just be like he just wanted a paycheck. Yeah, yeah, maybe it was, he thought it was just a brain dead and yeah. easy. Yeah, he was like, maybe no one's gonna see this anyway. I'll just do this. He was right about that. <laughs> That's it. That was his. If that was his criteria that no one was gonna see it, then he definitely uh, he did a good yeah, job. It was, uh, it was a flop, critically panned. Like, yeah, watching it, I I didn't like during watching. I didn't have any kind of passion for. I'm just like, this is so terrible. I was yeah. just, I was, you know, it's just kind this of like boring. a boring. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. Again, reiterate. Movie. If yeah. this had been bad. In a uh-huh. fun way, yeah. I would be praising it top to bottom. You yeah. know what I mean? Like if it was like cheesy and silly, and you know, or even if they didn't mean it to be that way, and it was coming yeah. across that way, I would have loved it. 
but it's just boring. It's boring. Yeah. It's like the worst defense you can make, you know, uh, especially to a horror film in a genre film. Because yeah. genre movies should be fun on some level. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, there's something fun about them, and this just doesn't doesn't have any of it. You know? Yeah. So it's a snooze fest. Yeah. And I think again, I, we didn't even mention it, but you'll probably be shocked at all the recognizable faces in it because <laughs> yeah. there's like several people in it that, that have shown up in other things lately. Like the dude that was. The lead in the uh, or the Kyle Reese in yeah, the Terminator yeah. Genesis, uh-huh. he's one of the main characters. You know, yeah, like, like uh, some lady from Lord of the Rings is one of the other main characters, right? And then, uh, like you mentioned, the Bill Nye, Bill Nye whatever yeah. his name is, is like the, one of the main the, bad guys. The secret agent and, and Chuck, that's the the hot blonde. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was the girl from Chuck. That's so it's a lot of people you'll recognize, and it just it, it feels like wow, there's so much talent in this movie, and it's like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's terrible. It's, like, it's I so know bad. I've seen these people do good work before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's not their fault. Can't be. So that's our. Do we let's grade it just to be official? F. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I could give uh, an absolute zero, I'm pretty sure this would be it. Like yeah. I think, like you know, a scale of a hundred to a zero, I'm pretty sure this would be my zero. Like yeah. this, like Kia was saying, this is my new standard for bad movies. <laughs> it really is. Like, and I, I don't mean to pile on it, but that's just how I feel. I yeah. mean, yeah. So I'll give it. I would give it an F two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it sucks. And here you go, guys. This was an example of us, you know, <laughs> picking something that wouldn't be good because we, we on purpose historically yeah. we're picking stuff that has good yeah. ratings and we're interested in. Yeah. So this is the first time yeah. we kind of went outside of that box. So I will say though, it was fun talking about it. I was, yeah, yeah. It's fun to have a little bit of yeah, yeah. like venom for something. Yeah. 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 It's so. like now let's all like shit on this movie. <laughs> yeah, that was like that was a fun uh, fun review for me. Yeah. So. Um, and also, I just want to say to Twitterverse, like anyone we recommended watch this that actually... Wa- I have a couple of friends on Twitter that I think watched this because I was saying we were going to watch oh, it. No. So I'm very sorry. <laughs> I'm very sorry that I subjected you to I, Frankenstein. And if you genuinely watched it all the way through, I owe you something. I don't know what. We'll figure it out. Uh, maybe we'll have a contest online or something where you can win something. or I don't know. I have no idea. But... Uh, Official no prize from Craig uh, for having to watch I Frankenstein. Bake you some cookies. Okay, so we brought up uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. We even mentioned Hills Have Eyes. Scream. Scream. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that inevitably brings us to Wes Craven, who died uh, a week ago. Yeah. um, From the recording of uh, brain cancer. Um, So I thought we would maybe just speak briefly about his movies and, you know, his legacy as a horror filmmaker slash personality. Kind of funny when we weren't even like purposely talking about his movies, but you know he's, you know he's. Uh, I mean, my whole life I've known who Wes Craven was for you know? sure. Yeah, uh, just the name would make me kind of like, oh, he makes those scary movies. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know. And I think some other movies that we didn't mention that would have been in our childhood was like the People Under the Stairs. Oh uh, yeah, I don't even know if I knew he did that as a as a child. Right. Yeah. Um, like I knew like. Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Well, mentioning also like being a generation that grew up on cable, um, that was in heavy rotation. So was that movie Shocker? You remember that? Um, oh, that's that's Shocker is another Wes Craven movie where uh, it's like a death row inmate makes a deal with Satan, and before he's uh, like electrocuted in the electric chair or whatever, like he makes a deal with Satan to like you know get back at all the people that led him to that point or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. Um, it actually stars uh, Mitch Pileggi, I think is his name. He was uh, Skinner on uh, the X-Files, like their boss, the bald oh, guy or whatever. Okay. And he's on Sons of Anarchy as like the Aryan guy. Yeah. Remember that was always like throughout the series, <laughs> um, bald guy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's sad news. And actually, he's also uh, responsible for discovering Johnny Depp. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Which is funny because I always heard... I heard this one story about how he was discovered, which turns out it's not true at all. Mm. That it was like an urban legend that um, 
well, it could just be like somebody told me the story and it, they just got the story wrong. What is it? I'm probably, it's probably one I've told. If it, well, it's uh, like this, the well, the story that I heard that's not true is that Wes Craven's daughter was dating Johnny Depp. Oh, uh, I've never like, heard that. Uh, hey, Dad, you should put my boyfriend in your new movie. Uh-huh. And he was like, "All right, honey," yeah. you know, which is not true. What actually happened was that uh, Wes Craven was casting the movie and he had a headshot of yeah. all these actors he had it down to, like like three different guys. He's like, uh, and he asked his daughter, like, like of these three guys, who do you like best? She's like, I like that guy. He's the cutest. <laughs> and he's like, all right, well, I'll hire that guy. <laughs> so really, the daughter discovered him. He yeah. wow. owes her everything. Yeah. But, um... At least that's yeah. that's the other story I heard. Yeah. It could also be completely <laughs> untrue. Wow. <laughs> um, I wonder if it, like, um, if him dying, like, obviously Wes Craven made movies before... Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, he'd but, already made several horror films, yeah. actually, too, like The Hills of Eyes and uh, Last House on the Left. He had already, you know, so in the 70s, he had already made a couple of, like, touchstones of the genre. So. I just wonder if his death effect has affected, like, our generation more than, like, people that were for us, that were adults in the 70s, or even kids in the 70s, and, like, the new kids, like, younger kids. Yeah. Because, I mean, without a doubt, kids, it did. Yeah. yeah, it's just, it feels... Weird. No, even people that aren't that much younger than us, I think, aren't affected the same way. Because uh, on Twitter, I I did the whole, like, public mourning thing, which I know is bullshit. I I understand people being cynical about that. But all I I tweeted was something along the lines of, you know, he made so many cool movies. What a fun filmmaker. Something like that. I didn't didn't say, like, oh, I'm crying in my pillow or anything like that. I just said, you know, I just acknowledged it. And someone tweeted at me. Uh, they said something like, "Be sure to hydrate for all those tears or some bullshit thing." Why do people have to be assholes? On yeah, Twitter? I was like, it's, 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 that's that internet courage. They say stuff on the internet that they would never say to someone's well, face. And also, people can't handle like sincerity. Like, yeah. like you have to be cynical at all times on the internet, or people yeah. will not handle it. Like, because I, I had a sincere moment, and someone couldn't stand it, and they had to be yeah. cynical. You know, somebody had to like, you know, yeah, whatever. And, I, and, I, and it's someone I, I kind of, <laughs> it's someone I know a little bit, and he's in his late twenties, and I think that's that's part of yeah. it. I think the fact that he. He's a little bit younger. It, he doesn't understand how Wes Craven like created so many things that were important to me, you know, growing up. And, and that you know, I just had to acknowledge it. Like when I yeah. when I when I heard that he died, it did affect me. I, I, again, I was not upset and I wasn't crying over anything, but I had like right. a moment where it was like, damn, like that's a guy that gave me a part of my childhood. You know what I mean? And a part of my exactly. teenage years for yeah. sure was Scream. I mean, I think guys, so. like people like him, and like when Michael Jackson died, and when. Um... Robin Williams died. Like those are people who have just like been in the public consciousness since we were they're absolutely born. You they're know? people like, you take for granted almost. Yeah, they've been around like, since you 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 can remember, and you, yeah. you feel like they're always going to be there. And then when they're yeah. taken from you, there is that moment where you yeah. think, "Oh man, you know, like yeah. we'll never have that person." You know, yeah. There's never been a time in my life where Wes Craven wasn't famous. Yeah, he wasn't like a famous filmmaker, and so like, and you never really think about those kind of people. Like there's going to be an end to that at some point, like right? Never. And then like when they are, they're gone, you're like, oh, that's like a weird feeling. That mm-hmm. like, wow, that person's not around anymore. And yeah, it's it's weird to see things change like that. But uh, it is it's it's you know it's sad about uh, Wes Craven dying, and you know more than just the obvious way that it's sad that we lost a just you know another human being and a, yeah. a talented filmmaker, you know. But. Yeah. Anyway, it's well, like an att- it's a childhood attachment that's like yeah. not there anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people, if like if you were younger, like this um, if a person on Twitter was like, "Hope you hydrate for your tears." I mean, maybe they're not a horror movie fan, or I, I guess late twenties is too far removed. But like on Facebook, um, a lot of people that I went to high school with were doing, you know, posting things that I, I posted, yeah. talking about how. They meant so much to them in your childhood, and you're gonna, you're, you have a bigger attachment to things from your childhood than you are as an adult. It's just, it's just different. Your formative years. So, yeah. like, yeah. So, like, Freddy Krueger to be like my horror movie icon from the, you know, the early '80s to now. Like, it's just, it's different. It's sad. Yeah. And it sucks. And that person's a tool. I don't know who he is, but he is. <laughs> yeah. No, he, he's a. Uh, uh, let no, me, that's let a toolish me... statement. He might not be a tool. Right. But he made a toolish statement. He, he was trying necessary. to be funny and, you know, and it failed miserably. I mean, I don't think he meant it to, like, hurt me or anything ridiculous. Want, yeah, no, I mean, like, I think he was trying to be funny. It just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It wasn't a big yeah. deal. 
Um, just like that's just the internet too. Yeah, like, you just yeah. People, and also with with written things like that, you can't tell people's tone. You, like, exactly. you can't hear like a joking tone. Right, right, right. You just read it. and You just like this. Just like a shitty well, comment. This person. I kind of wonder too. I was like, of all the people that are publicly mourning, why am I the guy that he singled out to yeah. do that? You know what I mean? Like, I, I, and like I didn't even say. I, again, all I said was, "What a fun filmmaker!" You know, yeah. uh, you know, and linked to you know the article about him dying. You know, I didn't say like. My childhood is dead, yeah. along with Wes Craven. You know, I didn't make some kind of like crazy. <laughs> and I you know, take my life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, like this is the final movie. Right. But like I was saying, that that earlier conversation, like I was too scared to watch Nightmare on Elm Street when I was a kid. But yeah. there was like Freddy's Nightmares or whatever that TV show yeah, was. Yeah, I watched that, and then like. I don't know if you remember, there was like a 1-900 number you could call, and it was like Freddy Krueger. Once again, foolish friends, Freddy Krueger is on your phone. Dial this number now. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. So dial this number now, if you dare, and prepare for a scare. Freddy Krueger has a special message just for you. <laughs> Plus, when you dial 1-900-860-4FRED, you can win in the Freddy's Dead Video Sweepstakes. Two grand prize winners each get a trip for two to Hollywood to attend the third annual Horror Hall of Fame Award Show. One first prize winner gets a real Freddy glove, just like in the movie, autographed by Robert England. Second prize, an official Freddy's Dead cast and crew jacket. And we'll have hundreds of runners-up who'll get Western Graphics Freddy posters, Impel's Freddy trading cards, Metal Blade's Freddy's Dead soundtrack, subscriptions to Fangoria Magazine, Innovation's Freddy's Dead comic books, or graphic novelization. So call today. We've saved the best for last. $2 per call, under 18. Get parents' permission. Touchstone only. Tell them Freddy sent you. <laughs> I have a story where I do not know how I dial this number. I'm positive <laughs> I was trying to call a friend or my father or something. And maybe... I have bad vision. Maybe I just missed something. And the next thing I hear was, this is Freddy. And I just hung up. I was terrified. I was like, See, oh my God. I have a theory about this because I've heard this story before. Like you were telling me this recently. I think what happened, Kia, is that you called it on purpose. Okay, no, no, no. Let me by memory. Let me, I wasn't looking at the paper. Me, I, I think you saw the commercial for it or you saw it and, you know, whatever. And because you loved Freddy, you called the number. And then, like, you got scared that you were going to get in trouble. Because, you know what I mean? Like, it was going to show up on the phone bill. And that's what you told. Lies. <laughs> why would I hang up immediately when I have been like... Because it scared you. It still scared you. No. And, oh, well, let me tell you. I have a story about this. It's yeah. very similar to what you just said. Right, right. It's like, I would see those commercials. I'm like, I got to see what it sounds like when you call Freddie on the phone. Yeah. So I called the number. And I would do this with a lot of 900 numbers. Because back in the 80s, there was a lot of like, call 1-900, blah, blah, blah. And you talk talked to, to almost you know. any character. <laughs> yeah. Or any, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember even like uh, Grandpa Munster from the Munsters, which was a show that had been canceled for like 30 <laughs> years or something yeah. at that point. And, he had uh, his own 1-800 number? Or yeah, 1-900? yeah, I just remember a commercial where he's like, hey, call me. I'm Grandpa Munster, you know. Hiya, kids. It's me, your friend, Grandpa. I gotta tell you, I am starting a new club, and I want you to join. It's called the Junior Vampires of America. I mean, you'll hear scary monster stories. Now, to call, you gotta ask your parents' permission and call this phone number, 1-900-909-4300. You'll hear all about my monster friends, learn how to get a free vampire patch and a list of special vampire tricks and secrets. So call 1-900-909-4300. Learn how to scare your friends, even yourself. Join Grandpa Junior Vampires of America Club, and I will make you a junior vampire. Hey, kids, call 1-900-909-4300. That's 1-900-909-4300 to hear Grandpa's scary stories and join the Junior Vampires Club. Just two dollars a first minute, forty-five cents each additional. Ask mom or dad first. Do we need to explain these just a little bit more for younger Did people? Your, sure. Like, yeah. I mean, so one nine hundred number. You didn't I mean, have Twitter. You didn't have access. You can tweet celebrities. Yeah, like this you can was, do now. This is before they were so touchable. Yeah, yeah go ahead. So well, no, this is like a way you could you could interact with like a fictional like Alf, you know, like right, or, yeah. or, or Freddy Krueger or whatever. You would call it, and the idea would be you would hear them. 
and, and it would it be kind of like you'd have yeah. your own little personal experience in a weird way. And yeah. it was it was charged by the minute. Yeah, and it was like really expensive, like right. like ninety nine cents for the first minute, two ninety nine for each additional. Right, minute. so yeah. it could rack up if you if you if you had a ten minute conversation with Freddy Krueger, which really was just you listening to audio clips of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, it, was it could rack like a, up to be twenty bucks. Yeah, easy. Yeah. It I was mean, just like a a, a pre recorded message. It was basically right. you're calling an answering machine. calling a few times because they would they had these little like tricks too mm-hmm. because uh to like keep you on the line longer yeah where they were be like freddy is coming online just a few minutes and you're just sitting there waiting like what the fuck come on freddy you know those poor little kids are waiting yeah <laughs> i remember one time the freddy commercial came on i was like i gotta see what's like to talk to freddy so i called the phone number and I would always do this where I would, like, as soon as they would pick up, I'd hang up the phone. I'm like, ha ha, I got to hear a little bit of it, but didn't charge me. Yeah. And then, of course, like, you know, a few weeks later, my parents get the phone bill. Like, why is there a charge on my phone bill for a $5 call for a 1 900 number? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, were you calling Freddy Krueger? <laughs> Sorry, I thought I hung up. I wanted time. to hear what he sounds like on the phone. Like, it but makes I, no sense if you think yeah, about it. Like, but I actually, do kind of. I vaguely remember. Like, I mean, it was just like a pre-recorded. I was like, "Hey, this is Freddy Krueger." Yeah. You know, but we could probably find audio clips of that stuff oh, sure. and drop oh, it into the the podcast. I just so people were. When I met him at the oh. comic, yeah, tell us about that a little bit. When I met him at the comic convention, I, apparently I was the only person that was here in Nashville. I was a, not Comic Con. It was. Nashville Comic Wizard? Expo oh. a couple years ago. And um, I, I guess I was the only person that got my ticket online because they were like, anyone who has their tickets, come on up. And I was the only, it was like a long line. I was the yeah. only person that went right in front. <laughs> and um, so Robert England opens and he's like, who's the next or who's the first victim in the Freddy Krueger <laughs> voice? And everyone's like, ah! And I'm yeah. like, it's me! Oh, what a showman. Ah. That's cool. And That's cool. I, I got the picture that I wanted him to sign and I'm literally handing it to him and my hand is just sh- Shaking. Yeah. And he tells me, he tells me, he was like, you have great eyes. Oh. A director would love you. I'm a director I would know. And I was like, this is fucking Freddy Krueger, who was like my child, who gave me my nightmares, telling me, yeah. give me a compliment. And when I took oh, a picture so awesome. with him later, he was like, ah, there she is. And it's like, he remembered me. Yeah. It was awesome. Oh, I love nice. that. Yeah. yeah. I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if you guys remember this or not, there was the, uh, they had like horror movie awards that came on. There was like, maybe, they only did it like maybe twice. I don't remember that. I remember Robert England like uh, hosted it, and uh, I gotta look that up. I would yeah, like to it's see on that. YouTube. You can cool. see, find clips of it on YouTube. But I remember like the very end being like, uh, uh, "Tune in next year for uh, the horror movie awards part two. And he like yeah. puts, uh, he's got the glove on. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh my god, he's got the glove!" <laughs> you know. But, yeah, uh, I think in the picture that I took with them, I think he had the glove. Yeah, because everyone obviously wants sure the yeah, glove, yeah. and yeah. I had him sign. Um, um, you're my child now, Kia. You're my child now. Yeah, awesome. Nice. But um, yeah. So for our generation, I think losing Wes Craven was just like well, we didn't even. I didn't touch know he was sick. Well, you're right. And so, I, think, I think that's another thing that kind of was impactful was that he stoically he suffered off the grid or whatever. Yeah, he didn't, like, he never publicly said that he was sick or anything like that. Yeah, I had no idea. So right, most people had no. idea. And he was still active on Twitter, so he was still sending out tweets like as recently as late August and stuff oh, wow. like that. So um, I don't think anyone really knew, except for obviously his family and close yeah. friends. So that, that's another reason I think it was kind of, even though he's an older man, I think he was 76, um, yeah. it, it was still kind of a shock and, you know, unexpected yeah. to most people. So, And it's weird because I didn't realize he was that old either until I started, after yeah. I heard the news he died, I was like looking up on the internet. I was like, wow, he was 76? Yeah, you, you, was I, I pictured him being, you know... Because he had so many successes in the '80s and into the '90s, yeah. you know, you you would think that he would be like more like sixty-five-ish, maybe, yeah. maybe even a tad younger. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's like a great story of you know a guy a little bit older, you know, having a couple of different waves of success. Because Scream yeah. was huge. Again, if you're a little bit younger, you may not remember. I mean, like 
the Scream Scream franchise was a phenomenon. Like when we were in high school, or when I was in high school, anyway, like it was like a big deal. I mean, like everyone was yeah. excited for those movies, and yeah. And we I think you might be the one who was telling me like when you first saw Scream, you knew like maybe it was my other friend Josh, but mm. saying like the first time you saw the movie. You're like, this is an instant classic. Like, you knew, like, no, this we, movie. You knew, yeah. And, like, uh, again, spoilers. If you've never seen Scream, please see Scream because it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but spoilers, like, they advertise it also as though Drew Barrymore was the main character. Yeah. Like, all the posters showed her as, like, the main character, That's you know, true, up front yeah. and everything. So when I saw it in the theater as a teenager, like, I thought she, like, when it opened with her sequence and everything and she got killed, I was like, for fuck's sake, anything yeah, yeah. can happen in this movie. Did I was terrified. No, I actually didn't see it until it came out. Actually, Scream 2 was out in the theater when I saw Scream 1. Yeah. I, saw I think a lot of people it was that way. Yeah. I saw it in the theater, too, the yeah. first Scream, and I remember going... It's hard to imagine what it felt like back then, but I remember being like, did they just kill Drew Barrymore? Was yeah. that a dream sequence? Because she was like, hot, too. She, she was, was like, like a big this is star. Drew Barrymore, like, kind of in her heyday, yeah, too. Like, exactly. Young people yeah. might be like, Drew Barrymore. Right. Oh, yeah, and like you said, like, <laughs> even if you look at the, the DVD cover or whatever now, like, she's the... First, she's the main person yeah. on the front of the, For sure. the box, and you're, just, yeah. and you're just like, oh, well, she's like the main character in this movie. And I, you know, supposedly that was her idea. By the way, oh, they really? wanted her to be the um, the main character, the the, mm-hmm. the the character that Nev Campbell ends up playing. Mm-hmm. They wanted her to be that, but she read the script and said, "I want this opening sequence because then you know people are going to be scared." And it was true. I mean, like yeah. that, it was like uh, spoiler. Genius. It was like Psycho. It was genius. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it, it was. Uh, I don't know. I mean, and. Another thing I love about that movie too is it's it's almost a parody of horror movies, right. but at the same time being a phenomenal horror movie in and of itself. Yeah. You know, what is the last? Oh, well, I was going to say somewhere that um, I read that also Kevin Williamson, the guy that wrote Scream, and he yeah. went on to do Dawson's Creek yeah. and some other you know high school oriented movies. Um, he said that um, when he sold the script, you know, and it was really popular, and uh, the studio execs, the Weinstein brothers. They were showing it uh, to different directors, trying to get a director attached to it that was big. And he said, uh, William, Kim Williamson said that no one understood the tone of it. Like, mm. they were showing it to, like, guys like Robert Rodriguez and, like, hot young uh, directors yeah. that were basically wanting to direct it as a, a comedy, like, straight comedy. Right. And, like, he said that they didn't understand that it wasn't really supposed to be a, a parody or a satire of horror movies. Right. It's, like, homage with a little bit of, like, funny moments or whatever. Right, it's supposed yeah. to still be a scary movie. Yeah. You know, and that's what Wes Craven, Craven brought to that. Yeah. Like he brought those sensibilities of like, oh, I get this. Like it's funny, but it's yeah. still scary. Like there's still moments where you're like, you know, on the edge of your seat, even yeah. though you're laughing at it and yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. And they it's keep... not a fucking naked gun movie, which I think exactly. that's what some people when they read the script <laughs> exactly. must have thought is that it was like yeah, a. They silly probably movie. were trying to make what later became the scary movie scary movie movies, franchise, which yeah. was a, the original title of, of yeah was scary movie. But then <laughs> the uh, and you know they and they keep you know pointing out that. Uh, they keep reminding you that you're watching a horror movie too. Right. They keep making references to horror movie tropes and everything. Yeah, I, I love that. Like it's to me, it's pretty. That's like an A plus movie for me. Like it's not gonna. Yeah. There's really no flaws in it. In, in, I feel like that's the last iconic scary movie we've had. Well, if yeah. you, th- you think about it in terms of uh, you know now it's Halloween time when mm-hmm. we're recording this, or not Halloween time, but like the Halloween stores are opening and costumes are opening. Yeah. When you walk around like a store. Um, the iconic characters are still the Universal Monsters. There's still costumes for like the classics, but um, you know you have Freddy Krueger, Jason, and the Scream. You're right. Yeah. The Scream character, the ghost character, is the last iconic character that we have. I guess you could argue for Jigsaw. I don't think so. No, that's well, good. No, you're right. Jigsaw. No, I would still, I would still put Scream as in terms of being iconic. Yeah, I but, would still put Scream before because well, Scream was smarter. Well, also, yeah. like, I don't know, like, that's the thing, too, is I feel like some people who are maybe younger than us might yeah. not remember that the screen mask existed before the movie, and that yeah. was, like, that, to me, that was, like, the genius of that character in that movie wearing that costume, because it was a costume you could buy at Kmart, you know, like, sure. it, it was everywhere, and it was just generic ghost face uh, costume, right? and then... I don't think I knew that. Yeah, like... I was just interesting. Yeah, the, that costume existed, like, years before the movie came out, and then when the movie came out, like... It was like, oh man, I've seen that mask at you know, yeah, Walmart yeah. for years. Which I had read then, somewhere that was the original idea for Michael Myers' mask as well. Mm-hmm. That originally in the script, they called for just a generic monster mask that yeah. anyone could get or whatever, but they obviously altered it a little bit as it went. Yeah, but, yeah they used like that Captain Kirk mask yeah. they cut the eyes bigger. But then, 
that's why they, there's that new uh, screen TV series where they've changed the mask. Yeah. And my friend and I were talking about, like, that kind of takes away from that because, like, now it's like an original mask rather than being, right. like, just to me, that was sort of the genius the of power that. It was of just it like, oh, bit, yeah. yeah, like, it could be anyone because anyone could go could to any it. store and buy this costume, yeah. you know. I don't think they were able to use the mask. Oh, yeah, like I think a company. Reason? I think some something happened that they couldn't get rights to use it or something. Right. Oh, I think okay. it was just cheaper for the TV show to to go with their own generic mask or whatever. But um, I, I was going to say really quick though, like a lot of people vilify the Scream franchise because it started a trend of lesser imitators that were trying to be like uh, what do you call it, like winking at the camera and jo- making yeah. jokes, you know, and being meta or whatever throughout the movie. But that's not fair to like. Judge Scream for what came after it. It's kind of like yeah. blaming Tarantino for you know like for a while there there were a lot of like you know hipster you know like referential movies and everything yeah. you know about crime in the nineties. Um, that's not his fault. You know what I mean? Like yeah, he yeah. did awesome with Pulp Fiction, and there's lesser imitators. Same thing happened with Scream. Like there's a lot of shitty movies that came after it. Like I still know what you did last summer or whatever. Right, Th- those yeah. movies. You know, they're still fun, but they're yeah. not as good as Scream, and it's unfair to go like, oh, it started this whole trend of, you know, it's like, eh, yeah, Scream well, was awesome. Yeah, so. you can't you can't blame the, the original that was really good right. with the imitators. Right. On Wikipedia, they have his top ten highest grossing films. It's Wes Craven again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From one through ten. And so Scream is one. So it goes from one to ten, Scream, Scream two, Scream three, Scream four, <laughs> wow. Red Eye. The Hills Have Eyes, 2006 version. The Hills Have Eyes 2, The Last House on the Left, 2009 version. A Nightmare on Elm Street 3, Dream Warriors. (laughs) And number 10, The People Under the Stairs. I think that's cool that The People Under the Stairs made it to like the top 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you look at that list, most of these movies are are younger years and teenage years. Yeah. So I totally forgot about Red Eye. Red Eye is pretty bad. Red Eye, yeah. Yeah. Man, I haven't watched that in a long time. Yeah, that uh, hmm. sad to, to hear about that. It's a cliche thing to say, but there's never going to be another Wes Craven. I mean, there's yeah, there's true. just never going to be another guy that comes along that you know creates such an iconic monster and then does all these solid you know horror films yeah. and fun movies and everything. Um, and you think about it, like like Kia just mentioned, you know, he created Freddy Krueger and then turned around and helped create. You know this iconic, you know, Ghostface persona, or right, whatever, yeah. right? That, like, so that's two major monsters that he yeah. created. I mean, that's that's pretty prolific. If yeah. You know, so I wonder if this, with his, with him dying, because I guess after the Scream Four potential for another one, mm. if that'll. I'm pretty sure he's a pretty main. It'll have to be like another generation before we talk about another Scream okay. no, reboot. Oh or, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, hmm. uh, yeah, they. Uh, I saw that last screen movie. He, it's probably worth noting that he suffered a lot in his late career because there, <laughs> there is Scream Four and then also um, My Soul to Take. My Soul to Take is one of the worst. I mean, it's it's a again. I'm a guy that loves horror movies. Yeah. It's a rough movie, and that's that's one of his last. Scream like, Four efforts. was good though, surprisingly, with Hayden Panettiere and yeah, and that girl from American Horror Story. Yeah, I forgot her name. yeah, that was surprisingly. It was better than I thought it was. Like, the thing is, like, after the first one, it's almost they were just... Rehashing. Yeah, just redoing the first one again, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, it was always just like... I feel like every sequel of Scream after that was just... The whole movie, you're just trying to figure out, all right, who's the killer? You're right, trying to figure right, out, like, who, what's the twist going to be? Like, but I think they we, want you to think it's this guy, but I think it's this guy. But I think know? we had talked about this, and people talk think of the Scream franchise, their favorite is Scream, and then coming in second is actually Scream 4. Yeah. I think. But so, I think there was enough time. Like enough time had passed between three and four where like anticipation could kind of you know you could kind of yeah. reset your expectations a little bit because yeah. I went into Scream Four thinking it was going to be a pile of dog shit. Yeah. I remember when, when I saw it in the theater, I thought oh, this will be at best like a fun movie, and then it was yeah. like it was pretty solid. I mean, it wasn't again yeah. like Jeff was saying it, it's not going to change your life, and it's not nearly as good as the original. But yeah. it was just like a fun, like you got to revisit yeah. all these characters and it was fun and everything. So I think I walked out thinking like, that was pretty good. Like you I know? think they made um, Ghostface more, he was even more sinister in Scream 4. Because hmm. that one scene where yeah. he killed a girl in the bedroom, I remember going, damn, like that's, he's more sinister than he was originally. Like they hmm. made him a little bit more. Yeah. And the twist is a little more, not more interesting, but it's like, it's definitely more interesting than like 2 and 3 were. Right. 
where you're just like, oh, wow. I, you don't, well, for me, I didn't really see that coming. So It was kind of a play on the new generation of people growing up, too, that, yeah. um, you know, what fame is to those people, you know, right. having a reality TV show uh-huh. or, you know, becoming a, famous for the sake of being famous. Like, mm-hmm. there's so many celebrities we have now that don't really do anything, uh-huh. or by our old people's standards, they don't do anything, yeah. you know. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of a nice commentary on that stuff, so... Yeah. I agree. Solid career. Solid career. Yep. Yeah, for sure. Godspeed. May well hold on. Let me think. There's a good there's a good toast. May the devil know your no, hold on. May the devil <laughs> Hold on, no 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 no. Um oh yes. Devil knows May, you're dead. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. May you make it to heaven before the devil knows you're dead. Wes yeah. Craven, Godspeed. Godspeed. Here, here. If we had Clink, clink. I think yes. it's, and may you be in heaven half an hour before the devil knows you're dead. Oh. That's another one I've seen. Well, how about like a couple weeks? A couple weeks. <laughs> a couple weeks. He made some good well, you, movies. The, the, the whole yeah. idea is you get under the line. You, you yeah. make it to heaven before yeah. the devil goes, no, 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 hold up. Like that guy's an asshole. He needs to be in hell. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the idea. That's cool. the joke. So. All right. Well, yeah. Uh, oh, do you want to do housekeeping? We're going to talk yeah, about yeah, what's, what's the next movie we're, we're doing, guys? So I think we decided to watch for the next podcast. We're going to watch uh, Monster Squad, which is also on Netflix. Yes, Speaking just of newly 80s available childhood movies, nineteen eighty-seven yeah, movie that we want classic. to revisit. Wonderful Halloween movie too. If you're yeah. trying, wanting to get in the Halloween spirit, this September slash October, yeah, uh, it's a good one to take a look at. So it's definitely one of those childhood favorites of mine. So Monster Squad next yeah. time with Monster Squad. I'm Jeff. I'm Kia. And I'm Craig. And, and you just, just listened to, to the half ass horror cast.